0: Hi, this is Danielle Krissa from The Jealous Curator, and this is episode 177 of Art for Your Ear. Today's episode is supported by SugarAlchemy.com. If that sounds familiar, it is because I just wrote about the incredible edible art that this woman makes. Founder and sugar wizard, I just made that up, but she is, Sahara Maserati has just launched a new online workshop titled, Seven Days to Cultivate Creativity. It is a therapeutic approach to edible art and painting to boost your sanity while we're all stuck at home. Creative and delicious. I have actually written about Sahar and the incredible edible art she makes, so when I heard about this course, I thought that you would love it too. So here is her description of the course and why she's doing it. I designed this course with the intention of supporting you in a new habit of cultivating creativity in your life. As a professional sugar artist, how cool is that, a professional sugar artist? I am well familiar with emotional and practical challenges that can cause blocks in my work. This is why I curated this course to streamline the process for you. I will share my techniques on how I stay on track in order to boost my sanity. During this journey, I will show you how to paint atmospheric art while introducing a variety of emotional cultivating principles along the way yum okay now if you do not have edible paint you can also just take this course using regular paint that said sahar happens to have a starter kit if you want to eat your creations anyway to find out more and to sign up visit sugaralchemy.com gratitude so that's sugar a l k y m i And this is the first workshop on that page. You just click on that and there's FAQs and how to sign up. It's all there for you. Okay, from one decadent kind of art to another. So, you've all heard of rags to riches stories before, but this is a little bit different. This is a dentist to artist story. (laughs) Yes, Pakistan-born and raised Sarah Shaquille was one exam away from becoming a dentist. And now she's covering everything from stretch marks to dining tables with glitter and crystals. Now, there's a pretty good chance you've actually seen her work because she has just over a million followers on Instagram. So you may very well be one of them. Okay, so before we get into her story, I have a technology disclaimer. We had a bunch of Wi-Fi issues. Sara said that the area where she is in Pakistan, the Wi-Fi is spotty. Um, And it was. So we did our very best with all of the glitches and stops and starts and redials and trying to remember where we left off when the call dropped. So huge, gigantic thank yous to my producer and handsome husband, uh, Greg, for editing the crap out of this episode. I hope he still loves me after this. Um, okay, let's get this sparkly party started. Talking to Sarah in Pakistan. Hi, Sarah. Hey. I'm so happy that we're doing this. We are 12 hours apart right now, so it is early morning for me and evening for you. Yes, yes, it's, it's 8 p.m. Yeah, 8am. I just poured myself a coffee. I'm so happy that we are able to do this because I have been following you for a long time on Instagram and everything is so sparkly and fantastic. And then um, we just talked briefly a couple weeks ago for that Showfield show we were both doing and your story is crazy. So I was like, I need to get her on here, A, as an excuse to show your work to everybody and well everyone already sees it because you're i think you're over a million followers now aren't you
1: <laughs> yeah it's um it's pretty surprising <laughs> it's ama- <laughs> every time, every refresh maybe it's alive but <laughs> no <laughs> it's amazing um and your
0: story is so great and i really wanted to share it with everyone so um i always like to go back to um when my guests were kids and sort of go chronologically through their life so I just want to hear like when you were little did you did you make art did you ever think art would be your thing what did you spend your time doing when you were a kid
1: oh um so basically I you can say I was a bit artsy I was more of a creator back in the days I used to create let it be paint, let it be um, making something out of a shoebox or transforming my bathroom into, I don't know, painting all over the walls. So I was more of a, you know, mixed matching collages at that time, maybe. Um, a destructor, maybe you can say, <laughs> destroying a lot of things. But um, I was more of a happy-go-lucky person, you know, always laughing and um, smiling and loving nature and birds and animals so I was I was not just artsy I was like this person who wanted to give love and receive love as much as I you know possibly could receive and give so yeah I was more of that not a very nerdy person not a artsy just a happy pure happy-go-lucky person I
0: still am, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I think so. Um, And so as you were growing up, did you ever think what you wanted to be when you grew up?
1: Um, I mean, I always... Okay, so this is the thing. I I was divided into two professions. I knew that I'm good at, you know, um, doing something in medicine, so let it be just medicine, or maybe it's more of being a vet. Um, you know, going into being an animal doctor or something like that, or maybe doing something creative—that is the art area. But um, unfortunately, um, I was not given a lot of choices. I was <laughs> like, um, you know, in Pakistan, it's it's a little different. You need to have a very safe and secure, um, you know, job and ambitions and you know, when you're telling people what, they ask you what do you want to be and you have to either say you're, you want to be a doctor or an engineer or um maybe get into, you know, the the government uh, professions here in Pakistan. So, yeah, I mean, art was never, ever an option. It was more of, it was more considered as a hobby than a profession. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So it was more of like, you know, I have to either be something serious, either, you know, dentist or um, uh, something in medicine. But, yeah, not and given a lot of choice. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. You know, that's kind of the same here, too. It's 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 a rare family that's like, yes, go to art school. Most, most parents want their kids <laughs> to do something a little oh, more yeah, stable. Like
1: a summer school, you know. Oh, you want to do art? Go for one month, learn something, and come back.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. So you ended up picking dentistry.
1: Um, yeah, that's that's um, that's the story, too. I mean, um, I ended up being a dentist wise because it was um, at first. Um, let me give you a little background yeah. of me. And I've not like told a lot of people about this. So I was that person who used to take like really good grades in biology but I used to like fail in math, <laughs> so the average that used to come was like you know very average. So if you want to get into a medical school, you need to get really, really good grades. And, and I never understood the concept of passing my math exam to get into a medical school. So my parents were like very scared that what's going to happen to this child because she it's 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 nearly impossible for her to get into a medical school and like she is like you know stuck somewhere in the middle she can't be there she can't be that so it was like a tough time period in between and then like i kind of out of i don't know what happened that i gave my medical exam out of you know i just kind of one day didn't tell my parents anything um, there, there was a private institution in pakistan and I went there and I gave my test and I was like, you know what? If if I pass, I pass. If I don't to help with it. <laughs> but I passed my exam. And everyone was like, what? How can you pass your exam? You don't have that good grade. And I was like, no, I did it. Listen, I, I actually passed my exam. And you know, um, it's like more of more of you know proving and my my life has been more of proving people that I can do a lot of stuff when I put my heart into rather than, you know, just doing stuff for the heck of it or just, you know. um, So, yeah, dentistry was more of uh, an exam I gave out of nowhere and I passed. And, you know, it was was that thing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And so, like, yeah, so, but did you, I mean, I guess you weren't really thinking, it was your lifelong dream to be a dentist, but you were proving people wrong. You got in, and so you're like, okay, I guess I'll be a dentist?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, my lifelong dream was to get into medicine. Yeah. So anything that is related to medicine.
0: Okay. So
1: you did it? Being in dentistry. Yes, I did it because everyone, everyone around me was saying that you you don't have, you know, super amazing grades because of your math, you know, because of getting super <laughs> shitty in math. so you can't you know, get into medicine but i was like listen there are certain institutions that don't need math to get it and i i gave my exam and i you know came 42nd among 2,100 people so, wow. so um yeah so because i like i said i never understood the concept of Solving an algebraic equation for <laughs> getting into um, a medical school. But um, yeah, so I kind of proved in one way or another. Yeah, you sure so did. My dad had to call the institution to see if I actually get it, got into um, <laughs> the, <laughs> the medical college. <laughs> uh,
0: and then, so when you started, um, you really liked it though, right?
1: it. I still do remember it. it you know, um, the no- knowledge was, it's, it's the most noblest profession ever. You get to give hope and, and you get to, to you know, give, um, you just, it's its one of, the, uh, it, it made, it, it made me so happy to work every day um, being a dentist and the knowledge and everything. It was amazing. I loved it.
0: And so now you have to tell the story of why you're not a dentist now.
1: Oh, oh yeah. So, um, okay. So basically what happened was that, you know, out of, uh, um, being impulsive and crazy and passionate about, you know, know, being, being a dentist, I just went in without thinking that what's What's going to happen because the institution was located in one of the rural areas of Pakistan. So I you know, foster and get a place for myself and live there. So um, I was happy, everything was fine, but unfortunately, um, you know, things didn't work out to be how I imagined it to be. And um, maybe I was a little too passionate, and maybe, um, I guess, you know, the the head of the institution, because it was, like I said, it was a private-owned institution. There was no um, involvement of the government uh, itself. So, you know, you can absolutely do anything you want to, um, unless, except for a few things, um, the basic guidelines. So I was, you know, one of those students, like I said, I was passionate I was um, into you know, getting everything perfect and taking things seriously, but um, there were very unethical things going on in the institution, which I personally disapproved of, um, which kind of you know, led to one to another, a lot of certain disturbances, which led to the head of the institution asking, who is this girl trying to cause You know, (laughs) a normal thing that I've been doing for so many years. Who is she? And creating ripples um, of, you know, uh, telling us what to do. And um, unfortunately, I guess I came into her bad books or something like that. She was, she came to me. I was in my final year of dentistry. And she was like, let me see how you pass your final exam. And I was like. Um, okay, sure, why not? And it took me 16 times. I had to give my exam 16 times. Two years in a row, she did not pass me. (sighs) And I ended up um, quitting because I knew that, you know, there are certain people that you cannot fight. And even if you do, you are just going to, you know, waste a lot of, time, energy, and I knew that she, you know, you just can't change, you, you can't move her, you can't change her, the sad part is that she was a she, <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> not no, a man, but you know, yeah, a woman yeah. doing this to another woman. I know, when you but, told me um, that
0: story, I just thought, what? But it sounds like, yeah, she just, she was not going to get out of your way.
1: No, no, she just hated the guts out of me, because I was, Just giving a little example, Um, she used to charge a lot of money uh, from people who were poor and naive, and I and she was not allowed to do that. Um, You know, certain hospitals have free um, cost and everything. And um, also another example of do you know about steril autoclaves, the sterilization units where you sterilize your instruments, um, dental instruments? So she didn't have that. And I was like, how do you how do you sterilize your instruments? And she used to just wash them with <laughs> um, soap. So, you know, it was extremely unhygienic and extremely unethical of her to do that. So I used to confront her and, you know, tell her this is wrong. And she used to say, if you've got the money, go and buy it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah, but it was so nasty. And I was... And that kind of, you know, drew me away from even my studies itself. It was, I was away from home. I was away from my own city that I was, you know, raised in. Um, it was, it was crazy. It was crazy times. But I tried my best, you know. Final wow. year, it was like I was about to graduate as a dentist, and it was her long mission to not to pass me. <laughs> she wow. had that smirk on her face I remember you know she was like let me see how you pass your exam now <laughs> oh my god
0: well you yeah. know what the art world is glad <laughs> so okay so what happened so you're finally like 16 tests in. you're like okay forget it so you went home I assume yeah and what did you do like what um like in that moment were you thinking uh, I don't know what I'm gonna do for, you know, like, what are you going to do? For, are you going to go to another school? Like, did you just sort of take a moment to decide what was next?
1: Um, no. Oh. <laughs> no. I had, um, no idea at all. I mean, up till now, I pinch myself every day. that you know, it's it's like a dream come true. Because when I failed my final year and I came back home, um... You see a 27-year-old girl who has been told all her life that, you know, um, it's just tough being um, a woman, maybe. And also, um, you know, it's tough being um, on your own without being married, without having a solid profession in your hands. And I just came back home, leaving dentistry and locked myself in the room. The only connection I had and best friend, in fact, I had with God, and still he, he is. And all I asked from him was that the only thing that I really need from you, I can't, I can't go to people telling them that you know this is my story, this is what happened. I don't have that energy. I don't have that, I mean, I just can't do it. So the only thing I would need from you is respect and peace. That is all what I, I need, peace of mind, and I need respect. Whoever I meet, just, you know, I don't know what I meant exactly by respect, but I did ask him for respect. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what happened. I just sat. Um, I I didn't have a laptop back in the days. It was broken. I just took my phone, and the only thing I knew was collages, about art was collages. Mm-hmm. and I deleted all of my pictures on Instagram and started, you know, meddling around with images, putting one, a, a cat's head over a human body, so those eyes or galaxy eyes, you and know, this and then started posting it on Instagram and it made me so, you know, the whole process of creating it was so therapeutic that I was like, wow, like this is, this is so fun. Like this is so amazing. <laughs> so happy like no drug in the world can ever you know it kind of took away took me away from the pain that I was going through at that time and I was just I was the same happy-go-lucky person I was maybe you know when I was a 10-year-old or five-year-old you know with no worries in the world and I started you know creating every day like seven eight images every day so and what and what
0: did your what did your parents think when you were locked away in your room making um cats heads over people's bodies
1: they thought thought that she's gone lunatic (laughs) something is wrong because I used to like laugh um I used to like so what happened was that my parents used to because I used to lock myself and they used to hear me laugh which they were like She's gone crazy. Something's gone wrong because why is she laughing? There's no one inside. Why is she (laughs) laughing on her own? And then one day I just went outside and I told my mom that um, I'm going to Dubai. And they were like, okay, maybe we've not heard that right. What? What? Where are you going? And I'm like, I'm going to Dubai because I have a project. And they were just so like confused. They were like, we don't have the money to send you. I'm like, I'm not asking you for money. I, everything is like, you know, paid and I'm going and it's by Reebok. And, you know, they were very confused at that time. But <laughs> like, they were just confused, like very, very confused that something is going on. Maybe she's into what, drugs or something like that. <laughs> Something's <laughs> going on. And then when this saw, because it was a, a project with Reebok and it was all documented when they saw that, they, then then that's when my dad and my mom were like, there is something going on, which we don't know. And I mean, if she's traveling without even asking this for a single penny, that means something, is uh, something serious going on. <laughs> oh my God. How far in was that
0: when, when Reebok reached out to you to do that project? I,
1: um, do you remember my glitter stretch marks? Yes. So that was when I had, I think, approximate 100,000 followers, maybe. I actually gained a lot of followers in a very short time period. That's a little, you know, um, because apparently I'm not that artist who's out there showing her face and, you know, how usually people are. But I'm like, my images represent who I am. So my glitter stretch marks went so crazy and so viral that Reebok came to me saying that we want you to create um you know something with our CrossFit models and then we came up with this glitter apps and crystal apps and I had to actually fly to Iceland but unfortunately that didn't work out and we went to Dubai so you went to Dubai but I had mm -hmm. a a maximum of Yes, I had a maximum of maybe 100. That was my first big project where, you know, it was a big one for me at that time, but yeah. Wow, and up until
0: then, your parents didn't really know what you were up to?
1: My parents, no, no. My parents still are very confused. Trust me (laughs) when I say that. My parents are very, they, they do understand the fact that I am an artist, but they don't understand the fact that How can an artist, you know, travel the world, um, you know, do so many things around and, um, you know, just doing a lot of stuff that not normal people do or usually people do when they are, you know, in the late 40s and accomplished, did their, you know, nine to five job in a very good way and this and that. Like, they just are very confused in a lot of ways, but... (laughs) But they do understand the fact that now they do understand the fact that I have very unique ideas and the creativity part, and they kind of you know they're like, "You have a, you have a million dollar idea, maybe." <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, but- so
0: I I want to ask when, because um, I know when you were first starting. Um, Can you tell the Photoshop story? I thought that was so funny. So you were using this little app and then somebody left a comment, some little internet troll, left a comment on one of your posts and said.
1: Yeah. Oh, so you want me to? Yes.
0: (laughs) I don't want to to steal your whole story, but I just love this one. (laughs) No, no,
1: no worries. So that's every day of my life. Trust me when I say that. I was actually, um, so when I created those crystal lipsticks, Oh yes, yeah. That that went super famous and it was an internet sensation. I remember because of this. Like I said, I didn't know a lot of stuff at that time uh, regarding art and you know collages. So one of the comments, because I was so into the comments, I was like, "Wow, people are reacting to my image." And one of the comments was like, "This is the worst Photoshop ever." And I was like, you know, people were like, don't say that to her. You know, this is very rude. You should not say this. And I was like, hmm, what is Photoshop? Like, what is that? I have no idea. And then I Googled it and I was mesmerized. I was like, wow, like there are so many people asking me for my prints and this and that. And I, at that time, I knew that, you know, my images are not super high resolution HD so I just, you know, went, I went bonkers. I studied um, Photoshop. Obviously, I couldn't at that time afford, you know, going to an institution and studying Photoshop. I just, I just Googled and YouTubed the shit out of Photoshop. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah. And then after an exact year, Photoshop came to me. And the official page of Photoshop, they emailed me and said that they want to celebrate um, their 1 million followers on all social media channels with me. And I was like, now tell me you bad at Photoshop. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best story. I
0: just love that so much. Like perfect revenge. Perfect revenge. <laughs> oh, and I also love yeah. the story about the lipstick, about how you posted that. And then you woke up the next morning with fifteen thousand new followers or
1: something. Yeah. So, um, so basically, what happened was that was my first time. You know, in it was like I, I was you know having four thousand, five thousand followers, three thousand followers. Um, you know, a very stagnant number. Never thought that it's going to go more than that. But one day, you know, I just liked the whole concept of Zerovski crystals, and I blended. Zorowski, uh, the, the pattern, and then I blended it up with the crystals and I posted it up saying that, you know, who wouldn't want this or, you know, it's, it was, it was, a, it was a good image. And then the next day I woke up and I saw, I had like around 15,000 new followers with around 23,000 likes, like more than the followers itself yeah. on, on the image with around 300, 400 people commenting, saying, we want to buy this. Like, where can we buy this? Like, what is this? And like, huge magazines, Cosmopolitan, Glamour, um, all sorts of magazines approached me and they were like, can you tell us where can we where can we buy this? Because a lot of people are asking for it. And then I had to tell them, it's it even, it's just an not <laughs> it doesn't exist. Um, yeah, I mean, from there onwards, I was like, okay, this has potential. Like, people really like the concept of blending crystals with, you know, ordinary objects, you know, things that they can associate with. And yeah, um, I started, you know, working with a lot of crystals from yeah, there like onwards, at,
0: so, so it wasn't digital at that point. You started actually working with real crystals.
1: Yes, actually, I I did not work with real crystals at that time. It was all, all Mm digital. And let me tell you an interesting story, how I actually kind of turned into the sculpture and the real 3D part. Okay. So one of my images with the toilet roll, the crystal toilet roll. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen it. Yes, I have. So I was going through the comments. I saw like one comment and I was like, um, So this specific person was, I was like, you know, I just got attracted to that person. I was like, who is this? So I, you know, clicked on it, and the the page was um, garbage. I don't know what, I'm, I'm not a stalker, I swear to God, but I was like, this person does not seem like a normal person. I googled him up, and this person, you know, commented saying, Sarah, you are such an inspiration. And I, was, I just Googled him up, and guess what? He was the owner of Zorowski, Marcus Lang Zorowski. Oh, my God. So, and I was like, what? Excuse me? <laughs> I am his inspiration, the owner of Zorowski himself? <laughs> and then I messaged him. I was like, you know, I, I usually don't do this. Um, you know, I, They're not normal people, so I just can't you know, message them saying this. But I had to because it came from a genuine place. So I messaged him saying that, you know what, my whole life revolves around Zorowski and my history is, you know, into Zorowski. My grandmother had a lot of, lot of Zorowski things. So he was like, you no, Sarah, one day we're going to work together. And then a few months later, he invited me to Austria <laughs> to show me the whole Zerowski, um, uh industry and everything. So, Oh, yeah. my Arthur God. was the owner himself.
0: What, and so what was it like when you got to Austria? Was it like a dream factory?
1: Oh my God. You have, it was, it was not just a dream factory. It was, it was a dream of on its own, like to a point that the, um, so this man, he, um, he is a visionary, like he is actually Zorowski owned by the Zorowski, uh, family, you know, and no one else. So he kind of invited me for four days. He said, Sarah, I want you to see everything about Zorowski, like from the crystals to to how we make them, to the archive, like four days, everything. So I kind of worked, uh, he asked me to create something for his grandfather too. So he kind of invited me, everything paid, everything. You know, he even had um, a, a tour guide, you know, for me so that, I could see Austria, uh, Innsbruck, and Wharton, um, oh the two cities. So <laughs> just imagine, like a whole city is named after them. Like it's they, they own that city. So um, yeah, um, it was it was crazy. He he showed me the manufacturer that which is like you know a whole um, where all the magic happens. Um, he showed me the the office and the archives that his uh, great grandfather, you know, had and how he started it, and uh, all the Dochi and Gabbana and, and, you know, all the history, um, and the Cinderella shoe, oh <laughs> uh, the visit of Oz shoe. Oh I have my seen God. everything. Yeah. You must have so been it just was like, dying.
0: Did you, so did you make something <laughs> while you were there?
1: I know. So basically, before that, he asked me to create um, images for his um, um, more of. Um, he had a music club in Watton, and then he um, uh, he then in- invited me over. But then eventually, he asked me to create a few more things. When I was in America, I don't know if you know this. I worked with Chance the Rapper, and. Um, <laughs> I, I made an album cover for him, and uh, I was asked to creatively direct uh, his pop-up store too. So he, um, so what happened was, I because I was using Zerowski at that time. So I told uh, Marcus, I messaged him, I was like, listen, you know what, I am using your crystals, and um, it's amazing. And then he messaged me, he was like, if you need anything, just you know, let me know. And then I was like. Maybe I do need a lot of stuff from you. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of stuff. So, yeah, I I introduced, because in America, not a lot of people know about Zorowski. Zorowski is very, um, like, more oriented towards Europe and um, the other side. But in America, very, like, limited people know about Zorowski. So, yeah, yeah. So, Zorowski got into Um, the project, and it was powered by Zorofsky. The crystals were powered by Zorofsky. Good Lord. (laughs) When when was this? This was back in 2019. Um, Way back, way back
0: in 2019. (laughs) Oh, my word. Okay, I don't even know where to go from there. Um, Okay, let's talk about... So, that was 2019. When did you do that... um, that gallery that contacted you from London and asked you to come and do a project. When was that? That was
1: in 2019. <laughs> that was a good year. That was, uh, 2019 was an, was an excellent year because I, <laughs> so it started from uh, the, the gallery contacted me in 2018 in December. And they were like, because at that time I did not do any sculpture work, but uh, what happened, have you seen that image where I have, Uh, an egg and a toast with crystals on it. I surely have, yes. (laughs) So that was my very first thing that I made. Uh, I I bought a few crystals and I just, you know, arranged them. And I just, you know, took a picture and I imagined that what if someone actually asked me to, you know, or hired me to create, um, you know, something, a real life installation with a dinner table or something like that. And then I hushed myself, I was like, listen, Sarah, you're a digital artist. No one's going to ask you, like, you know, you need to have some credentials to do that. No one's going to just come out of the blue and, you know, ask you. And then right after one month, (laughs) Now Gallery messaged me saying that, hey, Sarah, we love your work and we want to do something with you. We don't know what you do. Just propose us with an idea. And I was like, "Hmm, let me give you an idea. I have something in mind. And then they asked me to propose it. Um, A panel of very serious people were, you know, we were Skyping and they were like sitting and, you know, I proposed them with everything. I made a 3D model. I was like so invested. And they were like, we just have one question from you. I was like, yeah, sure. They're like, are you sure you can make this? (laughs) And I was like, yeah, you know what? You need to believe. I can definitely do it in 28 days.
0: 28 and days. It. And you completely covered an entire dining
1: table, table. chairs,
0: food in Christmas. Every
1: french fries, six, six <laughs> chairs, one table, um, six plates, knives, spoons, fruits, burger, <laughs> chicken.
0: Yeah. Now, um, two okay. Two things about that. One at any point did you feel like you were gonna go cross-eyed like <clears throat> trying to put all those crystals on
1: <laughs> and then like go crazy yeah <laughs> it was tough you know you need this this process taught me a lot of patience yeah I was I was learning a lot of things because it was very new um, it was a very ambitious project to be very honest for someone who has who has no expertise in sculpture and um, Anything of that sort, but I would say, I would say, my my experience in creating teeth um, back in the days in dentistry—you have to create models, you have to create, you know, sculptures and models for for the teeth and um, the the precision, and you know, a lot of clear work is required. So that kind of helped me in um, in what I was doing. With the, the crystals and the glue and everything. So <laughs> I love so it. Yeah, I love it so what, much. My expertise in dentistry came in hand.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And on that trip, you brought your mom on that trip, right?
1: No. So, what, uh, yes, yes, I did, but later on. Okay. It was, so, what happened was that I, uh, I was, everything was sponsored as it was um, the place because I had to stay almost a month. So I was like, you know, I, I wanted my parents to be there. But then again, I was scared that, you know, what if I don't have enough space or what if, you know, um, I, I just didn't know. If, I didn't want to put my mother in uncomfortable position. Yeah. So when I when I reached there and I saw my apartment on the on the uh, 20th floor <laughs> with a whole view of the River Thames and. The London, the whole of London, it was one of the most beautiful apartments ever. I was like, Mom, I've got three bedrooms. Why don't you come and stay with me? (laughs) So she kind of got her bags and came to London. Yeah.
0: And she must have been like, talk about confused. I bet the confusion continued.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I gave her, actually, my room was like four-sided. It was just, just imagine like, it was, there were no walls. Just it glass. Just, so I loved that room because, you know, you could see the O2 and everything. Like the view was spectacular. So I told, I brought my mom. I was like, you know what? This is your room. Because you're my mom, you get this is the best room now. <laughs> and I sleep in the other two rooms. So I was like switching myself one day in the other room. Then the other day in the other room. <laughs> oh, so, good yeah. for
0: you. That's how you do it. That is how you do it.
1: Oh my word. Yeah, it's, but she was, she was very happy. She yeah, was very happy.
0: It's just so inspiring, everything that you like. You just, and I think, like you said in the beginning, you were a happy go lucky kid. It feels like you just took this sparkly ball and ran with it. <laughs> <clears throat> you know? With it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so now, um, what is it like in Pakistan right now? Like, are you guys having to be like, is there a quarantine or what is it like for you right now?
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, it is quarantine. And um, I was actually, in fact, talking to someone earlier and I was saying that um, though it is a lockdown, but people are not taking it seriously, seriously. (laughs) So, but I, as an individual, you know, at the end of the day, it's I need to take care of myself. So we, my husband, we don't, we really go out. I started cooking food, which I never thought I would. Like I was in London for for a month, and I never cooked. Like you know, I was ordering <laughs> from outside. So yeah, um, it was it was it's a new thing. You know, I'm getting to learn a lot of things and and how are yeah. you
0: feeling like well, about projects and stuff because 2019 was quite a year for you with travel and projects and so are you just kind of working behind the scenes and and like do you have projects coming up in the future that are just pushed for now or what are you doing right now
1: so initially in in january and february everything was perfect i actually had to fly to germany for um more of a uh, it was it was more of a talk um, a talk I had to give because apparently they were a huge fan of my work and they wanted to you know um, ask me to you know tell me tell them about my work and this and that and then that got cancelled unfortunately I then um, I still have projects that are going on I recently created the Grazia um, cover uh, UK cover. Uh, with um two other amazing amazing artists so the projects are going on none of them have been canceled except for the journey one but they have been postponed so um you can say that it's slow obviously it is but as a creative i'm creating every day so for me i actually look forward to you know um do a lot of other creative stuff because i don't have a lot of um obligations, you know, to submit this and deadlines and this and that. So I have more of
0: creative freedom to do a lot of stuff. Like covering bananas in crystals and then peeling them on Instagram.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And destroying it. I love I
0: love those little fruit videos. I think my favorite, I think it was a little lime or a lemon or something that you cut
1: in half. Yeah, yeah. Oh I love yeah. that A lot of one. Were like you are creating it and then you're destroying it. Like what pleasure does it give you? And I mean, I, I just like the concept of, you know, it was fun and it um it's something new. So Yeah. Make people smile.
0: Yeah, it sure does. Like that is what I always love when your work comes up in my feed because it is it's just yeah. so fun and clever and beautiful and um just like you fun clever and beautiful thank
1: you so much thank
0: you um Uh, um, i just i want to do well first of all tell me is there anything that i miss is there anything projects you want to talk about or things coming up that you want to talk about before we do the not so speedy speed round
1: (laughs) um there are a few projects but should I've signed NDAs that I really yeah
0: yeah <laughs> okay don't do it then
1: you can come back
0: <laughs> on you can come back on when those are all underway
1: absolutely and it's going to come uh, hopefully hopefully when everything is you know for Christmas um, Christmas is always a special time for me so yes by the end of this year a lot of good stuff is going to come
0: okay deal I will I'll be ready for it and we'll, you can come back <laughs> on and tell all those stories Um <clears throat> You know, I was, um, I've started working with, um, um, Swarovski crystals as well. And, um, but I've been, yeah, but just like a little bit because I find them hard to find here. And so I've been, uh, mixing them. I've been buying them wherever I can find them. I actually just bought a whole bunch off of a, um, um, a, an Etsy shop that in Latvia or something that they're supposed to arrive on Monday and I'm very, very excited but I've been mixing them in with um, mm-hmm. costume jewelry, like vintage costume jewelry that I find at thrift shops and antique shops and things like that. And, okay. um, ooh, so fun. It is so satisfying. What
1: I, can do is, I just remember, yes, you asked me for it. What I'll do is I actually do have an upcoming uh, meeting with the team, uh, Zwarovsky team, and I can ask them what is the process to get, uh, because like I said, that Zwarovsky is not, is not, Super active, and um, especially when it comes to loose crystals in in America. Yeah, uh, not in America. But um, I'm gonna ask them and see what is the process, and then I can, you know, um, tell them to let you know or something like that. That because would be I,
0: great.
1: Because I get it from Pakistan. Um, Zoroastri, they told me that, you know, you don't need to go anywhere. We have a few people here in Pakistan um, that, you know, deal with Zoroastri crystals. So I honestly didn't have an idea but
0: i'm gonna okay awesome i'm you, in i'm worry. in canada so drop canada in there and see if okay, what they okay. say yeah thank you okay, oh, okay. <laughs> there now i've got my crystals um underway <laughs> so now we can do the not so speedy speed round um okay it's called that because i always go off on tangents so it's not very fast but okay are you ready
1: but i personally want Always wanted to do this, so I'm so excited. Oh,
0: <laughs> okay, first one favorite dessert.
1: Oh wow. Uh, cheesecake.
0: What kind? What do you like drizzled uh, on top?
1: Uh, just simple pure cheesecake. Wow. <laughs> She's a purist.
0: Have you ever done have you ever done a piece of cheesecake um covered in crystals?
1: Someday, <laughs>
0: <laughs> someday, I love it. Maybe for maybe for a really uh, monumental birthday,
1: for sure. Yeah, for sure, one hundred percent.
0: Okay, now this one because you and I have messaged at very strange times. So I want to know: Are you an early riser or a night owl, or do you just not
1: sleep? Uh-huh. I am a mix. I'm I'm a mix. So my I wish I could say that I'm an early riser or I'm a night owl, but um, it entirely depends on my projects. So when I've got stressful projects going on, I am a night owl. But when I'm, you know, um, super uh, clear with no projects, uh, not very stressful moments going on, I'm an early riser. So I, and I personally love waking up early in the morning. I really love it.
0: Me too. I, I used to be a night owl. You know, this is, I'm sort of the same, actually. I shouldn't judge you because I love waking up really early in the morning and having that kind of quiet, amazing time where, you know, it smells so good and like the sun's just coming up and it's quiet. Like, I really love that. But I've discovered something about my creativity is that I cannot make stuff in the morning. I, I don't get like my creative flow going till about two or three in the afternoon and then I could work until two in the morning. But I cannot do stuff.
1: Exactly. I, I used to I used to, you know I still do in fact, and I have a reason for that. You know, in the mornings everything is so lit up that your attention is diverted to, you know, because you can see a lot of stuff and your attention is diverted. But mm-hmm. when it's nighttime, a lot of things are dark. So you are, it's like more of a, you concentrate on certain things. So this is how, I'm sorry, I might sound crazy, but this is what I have noticed about me. So at nighttime, because I cannot see a lot of things like outside and the birds chirping and the clouds and this and that, I focus on, you know, a certain thing, maybe that, and it's very quiet too. So I guess that makes sense.
0: Well, maybe you and I are equally crazy because that makes a lot of sense. I like that. I like that a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, next one. Back in your dentist days, did you ever give someone a gold tooth or a diamond in their tooth?
1: Oh, wow. (laughs) I've not done that. But what I've done is that um, mostly, most of my patients, in fact, my my teacher hated the guts out of me, um, they could not afford process so I did not tell them that I am paying for them so I used to pay for them (laughs) and yeah and my and I used to tell them that don't tell them just say that you've given the money and I used to give
0: the money oh my god (laughs) that's amazing (laughs) yeah that's what I used to do oh (laughs) so see so beautiful okay well have you ever done an art piece where you give a big old set of teeth, a bunch of diamonds and encrusted teeth.
1: Yes, I've done that. In fact, I have taken an x-ray of, um, um, of uh, a peri I don't know if you know that. It's an, it's basically an x-ray of two or three teeth. That's okay. it. It's not an OPG. So I have transformed the, the area where their nerves and, um, you know, I have, crystallize them saying sweet
0: tooth <laughs> oh my god of course you have yeah, yeah. your two passions <laughs> <laughs> Blended together. yeah well that's what I i've see. been that's, that's what i do with my crystals is i because i have a thing about queen elizabeth i um i use <laughs> queen elizabeth a lot in my art and i often give her a, a diamond tooth because i just think it would be funny if liz had you know if liz had a few sort of diamond teeth i think it would be pretty badass yeah anyway (laughs) um okay and then the final question given the fact that we're in quarantine if you could go anywhere in the world right now where would you
1: go wow um um to be honest Anywhere, but because my my honeymoon was cancelled, I had to be in Dubai, and um, it was cancelled because of this, so I would say anywhere as long as my honeymoon is there.
0: (laughs) Where where had you planned to go
1: for your honeymoon? We had to go to Dubai, but um, unfortunately it got cancelled four days before, and, um, you know, but then again, I love traveling. I freaking love traveling. <laughs> well, one it's day, amazing.
0: one day you'll be able to make it happen. And yeah, I love it.
1: For sure. A hundred percent.
0: Yeah. You know, <clears throat> I think it's so exciting and I am so happy that that dentist lady, didn't like you um, because, <laughs> you know, you have made the art world a whole lot more magical and um, good nice riddance to, to her. It. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> well, Sarah, thank I've you. asked for more.
0: Yeah, I know. It's it's you deserve it. You you're putting joy out in the world, and you're getting it back. And it's so inspiring. <laughs> and that's why I wanted to have you on. It's such an inspiring story, and you're so fun and bubbly and amazing, just like your work. And um, we we had we had some Wi-Fi issues, but we are going to stitch all this together and make a beautiful episode. <laughs>
1: Thank you so much. I hope I I I just you know this is my second time on a podcast so I hope it,
0: you know what <laughs> it is fantastic no I'm so happy to have you on and now I get to do a great big post filled with all of your work and um Thank and you. everybody can hear your story which I'm so happy to share we will stay in touch and uh and I will have you back on when when things are back to normal
1: love to talk about you know the projects that are coming up okay by deal. end of this year
0: Okay, sounds good. All right, well, take care, and I will, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. For sure. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Okay, that, the Wi-Fi really, truly was giving out on us by the end there. <clears throat> I wish that we had had a better connection, because I could have kept talking to her for hours. Whew, what an inspiring story. And I am not at all surprised that her parents are still totally confused about what Sara's life is like, because I spent the majority of that interview with my jaw on the floor too. Thank you so much to Sara for doing this with me. Thank you to her teacher for failing her 16 times so that the art world could have her. Thanks to Sugar Alchemy for supporting this episode. And of course, thank you for listening. There will be more art for your ear next weekend. See you then.